outrageous goals. We still have four days left. So. Yeah. Been paying attention, then I don't know where you've been this month, right? So 
this has been the most, mar they should call this like monumentous march because oh, yeah. everybody is on fire. I mean, I, I can't even like walk away from my phone for two seconds without coming back to like 30 feet, right? So we have big goals. I mean, you see ITN is 40 by 40, MTA 100 by 100. What is your team gonna do? Do not, do not leave anything on the table in the next four days. All right. Oh. Give it your all because no matter what happens in the next four days, if you give it all you have, you will walk away with something. Is it a promotion? Is it, you know, your next recruit who's gonna be an RVP? You have right. no idea. Just give it your all right. and don't hold back. Get with your field trainers, get with your leaders, let them help you, right? Yeah. Don't think that you can do this on your own if you need help. Let, let us help you. Let Amen. your leaders help you. So we're right. excited. This is and battling tomorrow morning because yes. Kathy's super excited. When Kathy's excited, you know it. All right. All right, guys, the Millionaires Club. So what is that? That's us being invited down to Florida to uh, meet with these awesome leaders in the company, how to qualify, you double-digit recruit this month, or you can average three grand in income each month as well. So still got a few days left. Yes. Get to that double-digit. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're brand new, you can compete next month. That's right. right. Exactly. So if you hire somebody tomorrow, they can win the trip by winning next month. Yes. Exactly.
Alright everyone, I want to take a couple hops. Ready? We're going to hop. Alright? And you're not going to stop. You're going to hop. You're not going to stop. Hop. Everybody in the room, hop. Really, just anyone you come in contact with. There you go. 
There you go. There you go. Perfect. So let's say Cindy and I went to high school together, right? So I'm going to give Cynthia a call. And guys, one of the things I realized is just stick to the script. Y'all feel me? Yeah. All right, guys. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Cynthia, what's going on? Okay. Hey, let me ask you, what do you think about this crazy weather we've been having? Like sunshine, snow, sunshine? What do you think about that? It's, it's like, a, like the weather's you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, the reason I was giving you a call is I started a new part-time uh, spot, and I'm really excited. Uh, the best part is they're still hiring, and I thought you'd be a great fit. So I just want to see if you left your work options open part-time or full-time if the money in the spot were right. Yeah, man, for sure. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I can't promise you anything over the phone. Well, what I'd like to do is put some more details in your hands and invite you down to the office. Is that fair enough? Yeah, it's fair, but like, what's it got to do? What great question. Do? So I work in asset management. Do you have any experience? None at all. Okay, hey, great. We're not looking for experience. Don't be intimidated. Rather train somebody from scratch who's got great people skills. And, uh, oh, man. People skills, just to give you an idea of what we do. We teach families how to make and save money for retirement, get out of debt sooner. I'm sure you're aware there's a ton of families that need help with that nowadays, right? Exactly. But hey, like I said, I'm not looking for experience. We're more so looking for a type of person. You know, somebody who can step into a leadership role and be successful training and developing others. So have you ever trained anyone before or do you feel confident working with people? Yeah, I'm great at both. Fantastic. I think it'll be great. Hey, I can introduce you to my managers either Wednesday night at 7.30 or Friday at noon. Which works better for you? Let's do a, I'm off on Wednesday, so that, that one works. Wednesday will work? Okay, yep. great. You got a pen and paper handy by chance? Alrighty, so here's my office address. It's going to be 3443 South Galena. I'm just playing, right? Do this one. 3443 South Galena Street. And that's spelled G like golf. A-L-E-N-A. And that's Denver, Colorado. Zip code on that is 80231. Oh, and Cynthia, we're in Office 150, Suite 150, okay? Did you catch all that? I know sometimes I can write or talk fast. That's 150? Yep. Okay, you Great. So, hey, do me a favor, dress business casual, get there 10 to 15 minutes early, okay? Okay. Fantastic. I'll see you then.
Eight months. Mm -hmm. Wow, I, I gotta say, man, I think a smile goes a long way, and I love how you just carry that smile the whole time. It's awesome, <laughs> very uplifting. It's, it's new, I like it, you're welcome. Well, I was just curious, is this something you're locked into, or by chance, do you leave your work options open? Perfect. Well, I know you're on someone else's time, but I'm filling some positions for my company. Um, what's a good number I can reach you on outside of work and give you some more details? Oh, it's going to be 720-840-9585. Uh, uh -huh. uh, okay. Perfect. I'm Cynthia, by the way. Oh, Cynthia Steve. Gibson. Great to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Stephen. Um, so I'll reach out to you when I get back to my office. What's a good? What time do you get off work today? Um, I'm out of here about 8. PM? Yeah. All right, perfect. I'll give a call to you around 8.30, okay? Okay, perfect. perfect. Have a good one. Bye. Simple. Yes. Yeah. It's that fast, okay? Um, just a really quick key, guys, is when you're doing this outline, you've got to be confident. Even if you don't know the outline by heart, it's not super long. So it's not like you need to memorize it. Like, it's not like you need to take 20 years to memorize it, okay? You just gotta be confident, because remember, they don't know what you're supposed to say. So if you're like, um, do you, uh, hold on. <laughs> do you leave your work options open outside of work? Okay, they're like, no, okay. So if you're, you know what I mean? Just be confident, and you're gonna get a name and a number. Don't be creepy, either. Don't yes. be like, yo, girl, yo, open for work, though. Like, don't be weird, okay? I did that a little too good. Don't be weird. Be professional. Think of how you would want a manager to approach you for an opportunity. You'd want them to be professional. You'd want them to know what they were talking about so they're believable, right? Right. Okay. Awesome guys, and one of the things is when you do this, the timing of it too, right? So I try and do this as, at like let's say she was my cashier, at the end of it, right? That way she's not like doing my whole basket worth of groceries and I ask the question and now she's like, I'm just a sitting duck of our questions, like, what would you ask? Oh, uh, 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 I don't want the groceries. <laughs> so it's the timing of it too guys, but hey, the only way to get good at this is well, the practice here, of course, but to go out and practice it in the real world, yes, right? right? All right, guys. Oh, yeah, the compliment, right? Hey, you were a total jackwagon of that person, but I'm going to say you have great people skills. That's not going to work out, right, guys? You've got to be genuine about the compliment. you got to figure out something to compliment that person on. And chances are, if you can't compliment that person, they may not be the right person to talk to, right? Like, if they're not sharp-dressed, if they have a bad attitude, if they're not smiling, if they're not helping people out, do you really want to hire them into your business? No. Yes or no? No. no? All right, guys. So we're going to partner up on this one. We're going to do it real quick. It's 10 sentences, y'all. 10 sentences. Yeah, I counted. Oh, All right, so go.
Delta, Delta, Romeo. Seriously, that's a phonetic alphabet. 
But guys, uh, DDR is something that's huge in this business, right? So one of the things that Cynthia and I have noticed personally is we've been here about two and a half years, and we're definitely not where we want to be. We're getting there, right? But we ain't where we want to be. And part of that is because we haven't, in the past, we haven't been as committed to double-digit recruiting, right? So what is double-digit recruiting, Dahlia? When you, go, when you or your team go out and get... 10 IBAs. Ding, ding, ding. All right, let me give you a prize. There you go. <laughs> but no, you're exactly right. 10 IBAs, guys. And you want to be you want to be responsible for the IBAs personally if you can help so help it out too. So like Danielle and Angela is a great example of helping out and building their team through tap rooting, guys. So double-digit recruiting really is the... It is the bread and butter of this business, right? So Ryan talks about this as well. It's out of a uh, out of an audio. Uh, but if you guys are going to move dirt to find gold, do you want to move a little bit of dirt, or do you want to move a lot of dirt? A lot of dirt. Do you want to move it slow, or do you want to move it fast? Fast, fast guys, right? So if you want to get big in Primerica and you want to do it quickly, you got to double digit recruit. You got to sell out to it. You got to start getting good at over the phone, at the scripts, whatever means your coach have necessary for you guys. This is an attraction business. At the end of the day, life insurance is great, but we're not set up to be a life insurance company per se. We're set up to be a distribution company, right? right? right, right. And last I checked, you can't go to like a vending machine and buy a policy, right? right. You gotta have people to do that, right? right. So you guys gotta find that pe those people, right? One of the things I love about Primerica is it gives us the opportunity to be the boss. Like not double SOB spelled backwards boss, but like the manager, right? The CEO. That's right. There you go. I don't know who Rick Ross is. I'm just playing. <laughs> but guys, seriously, that's the opportunity you have. Don't let it slip to your fingers, right? It's not as much fun when you're sitting here and you're like, man, nobody's showing up. Well, it's probably because you haven't double-digit recruited. Man, I can't get anybody to stay around. It's probably because you haven't double-digit recruited. Man, nobody's going to class. Eh, guess why? Yeah, that's some sharp people, right? So guys, we're going to go over the numbers real quick to double-digit recruit. And I'm going to find the marker and give it to Cynthia. You have much better handwriting than I do. Okay. Yeah, you do. So what are our numbers to double digit recruit? That, what are the numbers? Ten recruits. Ten recruits. So we know we gotta get ten recruits. Maybe you don't. Don't judge me. I'm just playing. <laughs> ten recruits a month. What does it take to do that, guys? One of the biggest things you gotta do is you gotta have ten commits showing up each week. Y'all feel me? Yes. So 10 commits means 10 people that not only do they say yes, but they show up. They're here just like you guys. Right. Give yourselves a hand of applause. Round of applause. So if you average 10 commits per week, that's going to lead to 10 recruits in a month. So how do you get to the 10 commits in a week? You mean 10 guests? 10 guests. Sorry. Great point, Chris. Guests. Okay. Hey, can I get that trophy back, Dalia? I know, I'm sorry. Can you give me? Oh, sorry. Y'all should be writing this down. Heads up, brother. So 10 guests showing up in a week, right? So let me ask you, if you're going to get 10 guests, how many commits do you need to have bare minimum? 100. 50. 50. 50. 20. 80. Coach, what do you say? 69. 61. You need probably. So that's a great point, right? You want to shoot for at least 50 sets a day, especially if you're full time, ten, guys. 10 sets a day. Fifty sets a, set. a week. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Thank you, Izzy. 
So guys, you should be looking to bring and get commits from 50 people a week. People say, well, that sounds like a lot. Really, it's not. You got five days on a work week and you got seven days in an overall week, right? Right. So that's plenty of time to be reaching out to people. If you got five days to do it, that's 10 people a day, right? If you got seven days to do it, that's like 8.3 people a day or something like that. You can check my math later, guys. So how do we get these sets, guys? Hey, that's what we just covered is our prospecting, right? Yeah. Guys, you gotta be reaching out to people. You gotta get excited. You know, one of the things that's always hurt about this business is if something's not working, hey, a new recruit fixes it. If you feel like you're flat, get a new recruit. If you don't want to have anybody go see, get a new recruit. If you're not excited to show up to training, get a new recruit. Izzy Industry, how does it feel having a recruit on your team being here and showing up? Are you guys motivated to be here? Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Hey, woo! All right. All right, so one of the biggest keys you guys need to know about double-digit recruiting is 10-3-1. So write that down, okay? 10-3-1. Okay. 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 Why is that important to you guys? Because when you do double-digit recruit, remember you got to work the numbers. If you sit with 10 clients in a whole day, are all 10 of those people going to switch over? No. Are all going to always make a switch? No. No. It's a number with our, the FNAs, and it's a numbers with... DDR as well. So 10 commits. So out of those 10 commits, that means three people are going to show up. So if you have 10 commits for Wednesday night, three of them are showing up. Don't ask me, well, what happened to the other six or seven? I don't know. I don't track losers, quitters, and close-minded people, okay? I focus on the people who want to show up and change their life. So, but out of those 10, three guests will show up and you're going to hire one stud or one person, okay? So that's why it's important to double-digit recruit, guys, because if you're just focused on just getting one set a day, do you, are you going to double-digit recruit? No. 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 Good luck with that, okay? But the biggest part of that is you just gotta, you got to let go of the fear and just decide to just do it. I fought the numbers for the longest time because I'm like, no, I know my own numbers. I know my own work ethic. I know if I just find one really, really, really good technical person, he's going to stick no matter what. They didn't, okay? It doesn't matter if that one person is your best friend or your brother. If you only focus on that one person, they're not sticking around, and they're not going to double-digit recruit on that. You've got to go for the masses, okay? All right. All right. All right, guys, so we got a guest contest to announce. Real quick, guys, you know the question I'm about to ask, right? How's everybody doing? Yes, coach, I saw my question. Would you like to explain why double-digit recruit? Because when you hire 10, five to six will quit right away. All right, guys, anybody ever heard of the 80-20 rule before? Yeah. So if you haven't, basically what it says is 80% of your production comes from 20% of your people. Or if you think about your workplace, 80% of problems come from 20% of the people, right? Like you know there's that one person that just caused all the ruckus, right? So in Primerica, it's very similar, right? So when we talk about DDRing, out of 10 people that you hire in a month, like Cynthia said, not everyone's going to be that superstar. You are almost guaranteed to find one superstar at the very bottom here. So five to six people, you know what? You hire them. They're excited, and tomorrow they said, my mom and my auntie, my dog, they said I couldn't do it. <laughs> People got some funny excuses, y'all. That means you have to quick, right away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the ink ain't even dried yet, and they already like, oh, <laughs> And really, you might say four to five, five to six, it's somewhere in that range, okay, guys? Out of that, you have two to three people that they're gonna stick around for a little bit of time. They're what we call some timers, no timers, any timers. Like, you know what, my toe hurts, I got the flu, uh, uh, the Rockies are playing, and I just wanna stay home. 
Alright guys? And next you've got two to three people who are your part-timers, right? So that's somebody who's like motivated, right? They get it, but they're not quite ready to like flee the nest, right? And like kind of set your wings free, right? So those part-timer people, do you like those people? Yeah. 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 Are right? these you part-timers want... that are licensed and actually producing, or are these part-timers that don't do anything, have a license and just show up? That's kind of like your sometimer, on-timer, no-timers. These two to three part-timers should be licensed and producing agents. They might write an app or two every couple of months, okay? Right. That's overrides, right? Right. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. All right, guys. And then out of that, you're going to find one stud. And I'd say maybe one to two, honestly. But one stud, one person that just really gets it. One person that's excited. One person that sees the opportunity, and they don't care what anybody thinks. That's right. I'm ready for greatness. That's yeah. right. And most of you guys are that stud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just called you, well, ends, okay? <laughs> Most of you people are the winners. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of champions, we got a guest contest coming up, guys. We are excited to announce we have a guest contest for next Wednesday night. All right. It's a pink shirt contest. So if Izzy would have lost, he would have been right on the money. But he doesn't lose. So, guys, we're going to divide up into teams. Let me ask you, coaches, do we want to do the leadership, our SRLs? Yeah, let's do our SRLs. Right. If you're a senior regional leader in Broad America, please come on! <laughs> Anybody got a quarter? Oh, wait, I told you. I don't care, Cash. Hey, there we go. All right, guys. I mean, Alright, so if somebody's got a call in the air, Ryan, you've got more premium, you get the call. Okay. Ready? Yes. Heads. Do you want to go first or second? First. First. Good choice. So, anybody? Anybody. Well, I mean, I guess I gotta, I gotta choose the, the double-ditch recruiters, Danielle and Angela. Ryan and Anna have chosen Danielle and Angela. Jared and Brittany, your turns out. Alright, we choose Cody and Maggie. Yeah. Cody and Maggie. Maggie. Alright, guys. Ryan, who's your next choice? The guy in the mic, Steven Asithia. Yeah. This is like the first time Jay and Eddie have played on the same team. I lost you. Right. Yeah, because otherwise it punishes you, like, like, like if 
if Damon's on your team, it punishes me to get commits for him, and we don't want that to happen. And it enables the recruits to not prospect on their own. In their yeah. Program. So, um, okay. Who's who next? Who turns? We're just picking the teams right now. We're gonna throw some confidence to Malika. Yeah. Yeah. Malika. Right now, who's next? I'm gonna take because uh, he's brand new. He can bring some people right away. Mikel. Panorama. Winning squad. Okay. 
Cool, cool. Well, uh, before we leave, why did you guys group me? Okay. All right, guys, we hope you've uh, been impacted by impossible and, and knowing how to do what you need to do, guys. So go ahead and take your seats. Uh, please do not run. Walk safely. Walk safely. And guys, we're going to bring up the MCs of the night.
That's a little fit tip for all you guys. We're looking to lose a little bit of curve delicious. Okay? Awesome, you guys. So who's fired up? How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Awesome. Here's some other templates from our fantastic, lovely Daniela. Awesome. Fifth uh, template is creativity. The leader is open to new ideas of all kinds from all sources. I just want to emphasize, you guys, this is just a pure reflection of what we take in. Um, you know, the reason why we double-digit recruited, it's because, you know, not, not only because we have an amazing team, but just because we take new ideas, new concepts from our coaches, from our leadership, right? So we just got to be open-minded, right? right. Uh, six is continuous learning. Isn't that what we do? What's the pur what's the main purpose to, to coming on a Friday night? It's not social hour, right? right. It's because we want to learn, right? It says the leader is personally committed to reading, listening, and upgrading his or her personal knowledge and skills and as an executive. The leader should attend additional seminars, courses to improve his or her skills and abilities. At the same time, the leader the leader encourages everyone in the organization to learn and grow as a normal as as a normal and natural part of business life. The leader provides time, resources, support, training, and development. And the leader knows the best companies have the best trained people, right? right. So that's why we're being, we're, we're number one, right? Because we wanna be able to be the number one office in, in Colorado, don't we? Right. That's right. The leader, the second best companies have the second best trained people. And the third best company have the, le the least trained people and on on their way out of the business right out of way or on their way out of business right, right. you guys that's that's the main purpose is just always be learning right? right um there's a quote that i heard is what what are you listening to on the way to your job is it getting you closer to get out of your job right so you know i still work at a, at a nine to five job right but my goal is to get the heck out of there as fast as possible not only by doing what what we need to do by learning and training how to you know be the best and master your craft but also you got to fix on your mind you got to just improve be a, a fanatic in self-development because that's what it takes to be um Another quote that I heard uh, heard in this book is, um, sales is the highest paying, or the highest income paying position right. for the hard worker. Mm. And the lowest paying position for the lazy people, Santo. right? So why we, we don't want to, we're not, we're, we're, selling our, we're selling the dream every single day to people that want to get out of the corporate America jobs, right? right. We want to save them, right? so that's how we're going to get good. And we're going to bring up um, give me a second. Uh, closing, and then the new new orientation. Well, we'll. Uh, just kidding. Um, so we're gonna practice closing because we want to get good at our craft, don't we? We want to get good to great. So bringing up the one and only Ryan Moody. salesperson if you haven't listened to tom hopkins how to master the art of selling anything i would challenge you to do that if you want to make money in primerica 
because uh, most people think they could just sit down with the family and share some information, and they're going to say, oh, this looks great. Can I get my checkbook? That very rarely ever, ever, ever happens. So you got to learn how to close people, and that is a good thing. You're helping people make a decision that's good for them. All right, so I've been listening to the Ian Bruckner 13 Deadly Verbal Skills. I'm going to get that down one of these days. And uh, so we did, we, uh, we covered if they have no life insurance, we covered if they have group life insurance, last week we covered if they have whole life, so this week we're going to cover if they have term, okay? So we're going to show you guys how to replace term insurance and make sure you understand how, how other people's term insurance works, and I'll show you an actual example, all right? Okay. Any questions? Anything? I I, go uh, for it. Go for it, Maggie. That Tom Hopkins book, if you get it on an audio, it's only a few bucks on Amazon, and it's only 50, 15 hours long, so you could listen to that in a week. Easy. Yes. Enjoy. Good point. Hector Lamarck said he listened to Tom Hopkins, had a master of the art of selling anything two hours a day, six days a week, for three straight wow. years. Wow. And that's why the guy makes four million a year, has more million dollar earners in his hierarchy than anybody in Primerica because he mastered how to get good at closing, right? We've been meeting with so many people. This has nothing to do with term insurance, but it has to do with closing. We've been doing so many interviews. We did like three op meetings today. And I, I just, I'm just like almost like a robot where I get in the close and I just get into it. I just say, great. So here's what's gonna happen next. We're gonna get your application started. I'm gonna ask you some background questions to make sure you qualify. Is there any reason you can't pass a background check? No, great. Perfect, so we'll start the background check today and then I'll schedule an orientation for the next day, okay? Sounds good to you? Great, do me a favor. Angela, need you to grab me your driver's license and a visa or a MasterCard for the background check in the class. I'll ask the question to make sure you qualify, okay? Great. Like it's just natural. That's how you gotta get with the picking up the IBA and closing, picking up the IBA and closing. So I'm gonna show you guys first how term insurance works. All right, so when I was early in the business, Derek, you could, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I would sit down with someone, and I'd say, you guys have life insurance? I'd say, yeah, we got, yeah, we got life insurance. Say, oh, that's great, what do you have? Do you have whole life or term? they say, I have term. I said, oh, that's awesome, man. I can't help you out, then I'll see you later. Did you do that, Derek? I thought if someone had term, that was good, right? But just because someone has term is not good, okay? So very simply, guys, I want you to know that whole life insurance equals bigger commissions. Does that make sense? Yes. So just know if an agent sells a whole life policy, they will get paid bigger commissions. All right? So I meant to put whole life, greater commissions than term. So every life insurance company in North America their MO is to sell whole life. Because they can't make as much commissions if they sell you a term policy. So even if you sit down with someone who has a term policy, their whole goal, the company's whole goal is to eventually get them into what? A whole life policy, all right? So you just gotta understand that's their main objective. So if you sit down with someone who has term, just know this is how every term policy works in the industry. Let's say someone has, we'll call it a 10 year term. All right, so here's their cost. Let's say it's 30 bucks a month, all right? In year 11, here's what's gonna happen to the premium. It is going to skyrocket. 
And usually you gotta know it's gonna skyrocket eight to 20 times what they were originally paying each year. Now in Ian's CD, he says the cheaper the term, the higher the renewal rate is. And it's gonna do that every year. So every year it's gonna go up just like that. Make sense? So let's say it's 10 times $30. What's that guys? 300. Does anyone want to go from paying 30 bucks a month for life insurance policy to 300? No. no. And you want to keep paying more each year? No. No. Well, that is one option. Okay. So just know that that's one option is they can renew the policy and it's going to be what's called an ART, an annual renewable term at eight to 20 times the cost of what they were paying. Now, if they don't like that option, their second option is called conversion. What does that mean? Well, if Bob and Susan don't want to pay eight to 20 times the cost, they can convert into a whole life permanent policy. Yuck. And that's how the agents make their killing. They make their commission as they get you into a whole life permanent policy. Does that make sense, guys? Yes. Well, just imagine if a term policy is eight to 20 times the cost, what do you think a whole life policy is going to be? Even worse, right? So as Ian said, this is option bad and option worse. Now their third option is if they do not like any of the previous two options, they can requalify for a new term. Which means a health test is required. Well... Let's say someone got a 10-year term and they're 50 years old, now they're 60. Usually when you get older, you do you get like more in shape? No. Do you get healthier? No. No, you usually get what? Less. Out of shape, less healthy, complications, medical challenges. So if you got a medical challenge, are you gonna qualify if you try to take a health test? No, so Ian says you have option bad, option worse, and option impossible. So you just got to know that those are the three things that all term policies besides Primerica have. Does that make sense? Yes. They're going to become an annual renewable term, convert you to whole life, or you got to requalify medically. Any questions about that so far? No. All right. So how do you explain that to the client? Well, if you go to, Anna, do you have the, uh, if they own term, pull up the questions? First off, you got to ask the questions to fact find. So Anna's gonna pull it up. Do you want me to pull it up, Anna? I can get it. Okay. So you gotta ask the questions. The first question we ask after we show debt is what? Do you own any types of life insurance outside of work? We'll all say it together. On three, we're gonna say, do you own any types of life insurance outside of work? Ready? One, two, three. Do you, do you own any types of life insurance outside of work? Now they're gonna say yes or no. Let's say they say yes. There's only two types they can own, right? Yep. So your next question is, great, is it whole life or is it term? Great. Say it with me, ready? One, two, three. Great, great. is it whole life or term? term? Right? And they're gonna say, oh, it's a term. You're gonna say, awesome, what company, what company? is it? <laughs> then they're gonna tell you, right? Then ask them, what is your relationship with the agent who sold it to you? Is it a family member or a friend? No, no, I don't know. I don't know the guy. Some there's a referral. Okay, how long of a term do you have? And when did you get it? 
So those are the four questions you gotta ask. If you don't have it memorized, you should have this in front of you. And just read the questions and write it next to it so you can answer them. And you don't rely on your memory if you, if you have bad memory. So what company, what's your relationship with the agent, how long of a term, and how long ago did you get it? All right, because I wanna know what the relationship is so I don't beat up on their brother who bent them over too much. And I wanna know how long of a term it is and when do they get it for, for two purposes. If I know how long of a term it is, the shorter the term, the easier it is to replace that crap, yeah. right? And uh, when do they get it, that tells me how many years they have left on the term. So if Danielle and I just say, Danielle and Angela, how, how, how long of a term did you get? And they say, oh, it's a 15 year term. So how long of a term do you guys get? Okay, great, 15 year term. And, and, and how many years ago did you get it? Uh, like six years ago. About six years ago, okay, so 15 minus six is, what is it? About nine, so you guys have about nine years left? Okay. So now I know they got nine years left in that term. Make sense? Yeah. So after, we, after I do that, I don't start beating up on their policy right then and there. I go into the before and after. And I'm going to show them whole life. I'm going to show them term. Right? You ask them, which would you rather own? And they're going to tell you, oh, term, exactly. And then boom, right then and there, you got to say, did you know not all terms are created equal? And they're going to pause for a second and say, uh, no, what do you mean? And they say, well, let me ask you a question, Danielle and Angie, you guys have nine years left in your mortgage, or nine years left in your term, is that right? Yes. And you guys told me you just purchased mortgage last year, is that correct? Yeah. So how many years do you have left on your mortgage? Well, 29. 29 years, okay. And how many, how old are you, are your youngest? Is your youngest kid? Two. Two, okay. So do you feel like you need the life insurance longer than nine years? Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Danielle and Angie, do you know what happens to your term when it ends and what your options are if you need it? No? And then, boom, I'm going to those three options. I don't have the third option right there. But then you cover those three options. You say, Danielle and Angie, your first option is you can renew your term. It becomes what's called an annual renewable term. The challenge is, Danielle and Angie, that cost is going to skyrocket. And it's going to go up every year after that. And the cost is going to be between 8 to 20 times more than what you're paying now. So that, 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 does that sound like a good option? Your second option, Daniela, is if you do not like that option, the company is going to have a conversion option. And they're gonna say, oh, you don't wanna pay that? Great, let's, let's convert you into something permanent and we're gonna convert you into whole life insurance. And you said whole life insurance is what? It's a rip off, right? If you don't like that option, Daniela and Angela, you can requalify, but you have to take another health test. Now, will your health guarantee be, the, be uh, as good as it is now, uh, nine years from now? Probably not. No, so you may not even qualify, right? So uh, Danielle and Andrea, you have three options, option bad, option worse, and option impossible. Can you see how that's a problem? Yeah. yeah. So Danielle and Andrea, if I could show you how to get a longer term and potentially save you a thousand in the future, would you, I'm assuming you'd be open to second opinion, wouldn't you? And then boom, I got them. And then I'm just gonna show them in their policy exactly what I just explained to them. Does that make sense, guys? Yes. All right, so Ann, I'm gonna pull up an actual policy just to show people how it works. All right. So here's a policy that we replaced, and it's from, let's see, I forget the name of the crappy company. All right, here's the crappy company, Kansas City Life Insurance Company. All right, so if you just read it, look what it says. Adjustable, premium, renewable, and convertible 
term. So adjustable, does that mean it's going to adjust down or going to adjust up? It's going to adjust up, right? So here, here's this lady. She got it. She was 45 years old. She got $350,000. She got it July of 2016. She's a preferred non-tobacco. Initial term period, what does that mean? 20 years. It's a 20-year term, okay? Uh, check it out. Oh, here it says expiry date, expiration date, final conversion date, all right? Um, so if we go to the next page, this shows the premiums, okay? Now this one was a little, it was a little weird. It threw me off because if you notice, she's paying 716 bucks a year, right? And in year 2031, it drops to 597. Yep, she had a waiver of premium, so her waiver of premium falls off. Anna? Can you make it bigger, please? Yes, I can make it bigger. All right, so if you guys know it's 716 a year, and then in year 15, I think, or something, it drops down to 597. I was wondering why that was. It's because her waiver of premium stops at that age, all right? But check it out. In year 21, if she wanted the same coverage, guys, how much does it go up to? Oh, my God. $8,000 a year. And then the next year, that's 8,900, 9,800, 10,700. So did it go up 8 to 20 times what it was? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the way you explain this is you gotta you gotta disturb people. So, uh, raise your hand if you if you consider yourself more passive versus aggressive. Raise your hand if you feel a more passive person than aggressive person. Okay, raise your hand. Be honest. Who is passive? You feel like you're kind of passive, shy, like you don't like conflict. Okay, great. All right, so you, you can't be passive, right? You can't be passive. So there's two ends of the spectrum. There's passive. And there's aggressive. You can't be aggressive either. You got to move to the middle where it's assertive. Does that make sense? Yeah. The way you close people is you got to disturb them. The way you disturb them is by asking them questions. So what I would do if I sit down with Danielle and I just said, okay, so Danielle and I, remember I told you that if you want your term, when it ends, it becomes an annual renewable term. Yeah. And the cost goes up to 8 to 20 times the, the, the cost as it is now. You remember that? Yeah. So guys, th this shows the cost of insurance. What does that say right there, Danielle and Angela? What does guaranteed mean to you? For sure. Okay, so that's for sure, right? Yeah. Like no negotiation, that's what it's gonna be, yeah. correct? Okay, right. so right now you're paying 716 bucks a year, right? Yeah. Now you can see in year 15 it drops to 597 because that's where your waiver premium falls off. But Danielle and the engine, year 21, what does your premium increase to? Is that $8,000? Yeah, that looks like $8,000 to me. <laughs> does that seem affordable to you? No. And in the, in the year 22, what does it, does it go up? Does it go down or does it go up? And your 23, does it go down or does it go up? See what I'm doing? Yeah. Does it go down or does it go up? Does it go up? Danielle, would you want to pay 8900 bucks a year for that policy? No. no. Well, if you do not want that policy, Danielle, can I show you what your second option is? Yeah. Okay. Here's your second option. I don't know if I took a picture of the conversion. Maybe, maybe I take a picture. But in the policy, there's an actual page where it says conversion. And it'll say something like, uh, you may convert this policy at the same uh, qualification as you qualified for uh, with no, no requirements of insurability, but the new plan must be, it'll say the new plan must be a, it'll say permanent, plan or 
whole life insurance policy. So when I show them that, I just say, I read it to them, I say, so it says your new plan must be in a point, and I shut up, and they say, permanent. I say, yeah, it's a fancy way of whole life. And Danielle and Angel, what did you call whole life? A rip-off. A rip-off. How does it make you feel that's what they want to convert you into? Who's that better for, you or the company? Yeah, it really is. See those questions I'm asking? Some of you guys here writing this crap down. I'd write it down, man. Right? I ask them questions like that. What does that say? They're going to convert you to what? A whole life. You call that a what? Oh, that's a ripoff. How does that make you feel? Oh, not good. Who's that better for? The agent or the company? I'm sorry, you, you or the company? Cynthia. But why is it that you don't say it? You have them say it and you just ask questions. Yeah, you, you got to ask them a question because if I say it, they doubt it. But if they say it, it's true. I could sit there all day long like, man, look at this, Danielle, your policy goes to 8900 bucks, Man, that's a ripoff. You can't afford that. Right then, it can convert you in a whole life. That thing's a ripoff, man. And they're just sitting there like, I got to go talk to my agent. But if they say it, it's true. Danielle and Andrew, it goes from 700 bucks a year to how much? 8000 a year, right? Is that, is that, did your agent explain that to you? No. Would that even be affordable? So if you don't like that option, you can convert it to, what does it say right here? What did you guys call whole life? Yeah. So who's that really better for? You're the company. Yeah, how does that make you feel? Not good. Right? So you, so far you have option bad and option worse. Can you see that's a problem, Danielle and Angela? So after seeing that, that's how your policy works. Can you think of any logical reason why you keep this policy any longer? Great. So if we could put together something better, you're open to change? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll say, after seeing how their policy works, can you think of any logical reason why you want to keep this policy any longer? And they're gonna sit there and go, no. Great, so if we could put together something better, you're open to change. Yeah. Can you think of any logical reason why you want to keep this any longer? No, so if we could put together something better, you're open to change, correct? And I love Ian's verbiage of, hey, can you say it's a problem? Right. So you have option, bad option, worse. Can you say that's a problem? Right. Oh, yeah. So after seeing that, Malika, can you think of any logical reason why you keep this policy any longer? So if I could put together something better for you, you'd be open to change, right? Yeah, okay, great. And then boom, just pull up a quick quote, draw a T-chart, show them when you get them, and it's done deal. All right? Uh, Anna? Would you agree if you're like telling them all the bad stuff, Good point. Good point. So here you go, Ann. So it's easy to like get caught up in like, I know all the right questions to ask them to make them feel bad, right? And that's good. You want to disturb them emotionally. But at the same time, you don't want to make them feel bad. And I've done this before. I've lost sales. I just made them feel really, really bad. So what I'll do is I'll always kind of ease the pain by saying, now, Danielle and Angie, you guys did nothing wrong. As a matter of fact, you guys did something great. You guys had the responsibility and the, and, the, and the knowingness to go out and get your family protected, your own insurance. So I gotta commend you, you guys did nothing wrong. However, this agent and the company who gave this policy, they did wrong by you. So don't feel bad, okay guys? My, my, my parents had a bad policy too, right? But again, this is what makes, you know, Steven so excited to work with us because we can actually educate people on this stuff that we're not taught, right? So don't feel bad. So don't beat them. When you say something like that, have a speech like that with them to make them like not beat themselves up. Right. Anna. Would you beat the, the agent or the company? 
if if uh, if the agent is someone they know, I do not beat up the agent. I beat up the company. Right. right? Or even if they say, well, yeah, no, he was a good guy. Yeah, he might have been a good guy. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. However, uh, you know, this may be just what his company wanted him to sell. Um, either way, um, this is the best they, they could offer you. And you'd agree this is not good, yes? Yeah, so they had their opportunity to do what's best for you once. Uh, doesn't it make sense to do what's best for your family now? Okay, great. So that's how I'll kind of ease around beating up the agent. Steven? Um, I know it's got payment options as well. Do you ever use that? Yeah, great, great question. I took a picture of that because this client had different payment op Pay on options. So check this crap out. <laughs> so, Section 8, payment of proceeds. Option 1, interest payments. We will make interest payments to the payee annually or monthly as elected. Wow. We will pay interest in the proceeds at the guaranteed rate of 3% per year. And we wow. may increase that by additional interest paid annually. You may withdraw the proceeds and any unpaid interest in full at any time. So I'll say like this, I'll say, first off, I'm gonna read through this to kind of get familiar with it to see if it says lump sum. And then I'm gonna paint the picture like this. So, so Danielle Manja, you purchased this policy, so if you died, Angela would be protected. She'd get a check for 300000 right? Yeah. Yeah, did you know that's not how your policy works? <laughs> yeah, so let's still get a look at the payment of proceeds. What that means is if you die, how they pay that three hundred grand out. You'd want a lump sum, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, option, well, option one, what does that say? Does that say lump sum? No, so now I just have to read it. So if you don't like that option, Danielle and Angie, you can go to option two. That's installments of a specified amount. So we'll make annual or monthly payments until the proceeds plus interest are fully paid. We will pay interest in the proceeds at the guaranteed rate of 3% a year and may increase that by additional interest. Does that say lump sum? No. No, okay. Option three, installments for a specified period. And I just kind of go down the list. Life income, does that say lump sum? No. What about option five, does that say lump sum? Okay. So use that to kind of get them motivated to make the change as well, guys. Hey, Primerica on our policy, the very first page says lump sum. Yes. Lump sum payout, right? right. So um, I think I'm out of time, right, Stephen? Okay, I'm out of time. So hopefully that was helpful. Just know the three things that can happen in a term policy. What, Anna? I have 10 minutes? You can do 10 minutes because next is team size in the video. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll open up to, to any questions, guys. Any, Anna has a question. She's very eager tonight. Yes. Anna asked me to write down the steps of what I'm looking for in the policy. So what I'm looking for is, is first off, the, these two, these are the two major things. Okay, the renewal and the conversion. So the first thing I'm gonna look for is find and look for the cost of insurance. At the top of the page, it'll say cost of insurance. And it'll show the exact same thing I showed you earlier, where it shows seven sixteen a year, eight thousand. That's what you're looking for. It's usually the first two, three pages of a policy, cost of insurance. So that's how you're going to show the client it renews. All right. Then you just got to flip through the policy and look for a title at the top where it says conversion. 
All right, in there, just read the very first paragraph. It'll say it right there. <clears throat> you may convert this policy. Uh, medical, you will not have the medicals, will not need to be done, but the new plan must be. And just look for that, it'll say permanent policy. Right, so those are two things I look for in a term policy. And then in this one as well, sometimes I'll sit down with some, they got a cheap term, like it's just dirt cheap. And usually there's a reason it's cheap, guys, right? right. And, and I'll look for that, just the payout options. And many times, not all the time, some companies do lump sum, but many times uh, they don't pay lump sum. They list those options like that. Or it'll show like, you know, options, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. And the very last one, it'll say lump sum. And I learned this from Derek earlier on in the business, but here's how you kind of combat that, so to speak. You could say, paint a picture for them. So what I'll say is, so, Angela, God forbid Danielle didn't come home tomorrow, right? And uh, you're like, crap, I got a life, life insurance policy. Let me, let me contact the insurance company, right? I need to get this 300000 So you call Kansas City Life, and you talk to a licensed, trained professional, asking them how you get your money, right? And they say, Angela, we're so sorry for your loss. Why don't you turn to page eight for the payout options? So Angela... Up here are, are, are the options, Wh which one do you want? Now Angela, if they have interest only at number one, do you think they don't want you to choose that or they want you to choose that? And if lump sum is listed last, do you think that's something they want you to choose or maybe not want you to notice? So here you are speaking to a live train representative on the phone and they're probably gonna point you towards option one because that's the first option listed, right? How does that make you feel? Yeah. So, Angela, would you rather have a policy with all these weird options or would you just have a, rather have a policy that just pays lump sum? Great. Yeah, they're not going to go with that. They're going to say, well, option one, you know, do that. Right? right. That's what's going to happen. They don't care. Steven. Have you ever had them try and come back and say, well, now that you told me, I wouldn't select that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't say that. I said, well, yeah, well, so if it, what you're telling me is if it wasn't for Cody and Maggie bringing me over tonight, you would we would have known about that. Is that right, Steven? Right. But did, did we explain it to you? Did your agent explain it to you? Okay. So how does it make you feel about the agent that he didn't disclose that to you? Okay. So... Would you rather do business with the agent who failed to disclose that, or would you rather do business with Cody and Maggie, who are your sister and cousin? Or <laughs> sister or cousin, I mean, whatever, relative, right? That actually, that actually showed you this to you. Who would you rather do business with? Yeah, it's a no-brainer, right? You trust them, right? They're the one that showed you this. Have we done enough to earn your business? Okay, great. I'll ask that. Have we done enough to earn your business? All right. Derek? Two, two things. One, the other place they'll hide that lump sum is in the paragraph at the beginning. Okay. Where it's like in a little paragraph that says this may pay in lump sum if requested. We've seen it has to be requested in writing prior to your death, mm. wow. which has never happened, right? And then the other thing with Stevens that, that he said, and also taking account of like, well, well, Steven, if, if the policy itself was this deceptive and how they didn't explain it to you is this deceptive, how confident are you they won't be deceptive when it comes to paying out your death plan? Oh, wow. If it was this deceptive when you got it, 
what was the second part, Derek? How, how confident are you that it won't be deceptive when it comes to paying out your debt plan? How confident are you that they won't be deceptive when they pay out your death claim? Right. Why would you even want to do business with someone that offers those other options when it's clear lump sum is the best? Why, why would you do business with a company that offers those options when lump sum is the best? So again, you just gotta become, you gotta become really good with your words and asking questions. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. But again, what are the three things in any term policy? Number one is? And how much more? Second option is? And third is? So that is option what? Option and option impossible. Give yourselves a hand. Good job, guys. All right, Anna, do you want me to do the team, team size? Okay, great. All right, guys, we're going to see who had the biggest team in attendance. So if you're on NTA, if you're on our team, you may please stand up. All right? Uh, NTA, stand up. All right, guys, so... Collab, you're stand up. We know you're stand up, right? Put, put a crutch up in the air, right? <laughs> oh, they took your crutch. Okay, gotcha. Turn to like start. Just roll out. Roll out today, right? All right, so stay standing. If you had one in attendance, that means you stay standing, okay? If you had two in attendance, stay standing. If you had three in attendance, stay standing. All right, what are the minimum man? Is it four? If you had four in attendance, stay standing. Still standing? Yeah. Good job, Steven and Steve. Come on up on stage. All right, Steve, sit. Steve, sit. Steve, sit. Steve, sit. All right, Rob. How many, how many guys have here? Four. Four. Man, 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 man. There you go. Better than last week, right? What can you guys do next week to grow? DDR. <laughs> D. DR. Like TDR. Like, forget 10 people. We need, like, 20. We need the 20 digit recruit. That's what we need to do. There you go. Four yes. on double digit recruiting. And firm commitments, guys. Firm commitments, right? Put it in front of people's place. Like, I start talking about Wednesday nights on Tuesday morning when I call my team. I start talking about Friday night trainings on Thursday morning when I talk with my team. Hey, we got Friday night training coming up tomorrow. It's going to be fantastic. Looking for you to be there. Here's my mindset. Awesome. So, firm commitment. Yeah. Up to the yeah. How many, uh, MT? 18. So, we dipped a little bit, guys. So let's pick it up next week, right? Rally, 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 rally. Derek, you're ready to come to the stage. Give it up to ITM. ITM,
Awesome. Great work, guys. Way to, way to show up. Good job, Steven and Cynthia. Are having a big team here. Woo! Busy and Desiree. Woo! Awesome. Okay. So we're going to announce a phenomenal video. You guys excited to, to watch that is doing doing the right things and making great hate comment can, can teach you? Absolutely. What's up? <laughs> no worries. All right, so the video that we are going to play is on POL. You also can get on POL and watch these inspirational videos. Um, who is it? Capri Singh. It is Capri. Oh, I love her. Capri Singh, she is a master at recruiting, guys. She has no filter. She's, well, not really, she has a filter, but she's just very, 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 very good at getting people um, hired onto the business. She makes $800,000. Who wants to make $800,000 a year? Yeah, she's she's also Middle Eastern, correct? She's an Indian, actually. Okay, she's, she's Indian. All right, so she's going to be the first Indian American to literally cross over a million dollars as a female in our company. So go girl, girl ethnic power, okay? <laughs> all right, so give it, give it, give her your all, you guys. Click is there witnessing her live, okay? So cheer for her. If you, if you feel anointed and you wanna stand up and shout, stand up and shout, okay? All right, you guys, so here is Capri Singh. <laughs> Yes. And you're going to have to what? Sell out to recruiting. 
the one thing we were missing in our business, we were saying we were recruiters, but we weren't really recruiting. And now we're recruiting every day, every minute, recruiting, recruiting, right? My lotto ticket, 8531. Right? I remember one of the speakers when I came to the convention and said, you better thank God that you know the lotto numbers. And I was like, really? And he said, yes, 8531. I sold out to 8531, and guess what? I never had to look back. Right? It doesn't matter where your business is, just do 8531, right? And get it done, right? You got to let go of your she-go and your ego. Right? Because our ego is making us poor. Right? Our ego is keeping us small. So Raj and I decided, listen, we're going to do this together. We're on the same team, right? right. You know, he has his strength. He's the S and T. I'm the A and the R. But you know what? The A and the A and R, I can't say that word because Glenn said don't curse, right? <laughs> the A was not action. You're going to have to use your imagination, right? <laughs> But I remember that I was out there just writing business, writing business, writing business. But you know, the good thing about it is I love to write business. Yeah. Because the business that I wrote paid 34 claims. Wow. The wow. business that I wrote gave us over 20 million assets under management. Yeah. Right? So it wasn't that I was struggling writing business. The, the universe kept giving me business because that's what I asked for. But then when I changed to recruiting, God is blessing us with great recruiters, yes. right? So you have to know what your focus is, right? Are you focused, right? A lot of us say we're focused, but if we, you know, like sneeze, we get unfocused, right? So we have to be focused on the main thing. What are our values, right? Our schedule shows us our values. A lot of people say, oh, I value good health. Well, where's your activity in your day? Do you have 30 minutes of exercise? Okay. Do you have good nutrition? All right. You're just talking that you want to talk about health, but you're really not. So you're, when I look at people's schedule, that determines their values, right? I know my kids grew up in this business, and they were 21 and 8 right now, right? And I loved when um, Keith's daughter came up here, and I looked at her, and I said, wow, that's what every day my 21-year-old, that's the life they live. Right? And I loved what it spoke about, hey, you know, he didn't know when his daughter was saying that he wasn't home, he was building the business. Uh -huh. But a lot of us women in here, we're feeling guilty when we go out to work this business. Mm -hmm. Right? We're saying, oh, I, miss, I don't want to miss any moment. Well, the only way you're going to make greatness for your team is if what? That moment has to be missed temporarily. Right? right? So we need to go fight for that. Right, and I'm just gonna close with this, with the affirmations. You know, I love affirmations, right? I yes. love them because we tell our team, listen, we're gonna be in Madison Square Garden one day. We're gonna have 50,000, 100,000 reps, right? We're gonna be big. When this the biggest city in the world, we deserve to be big, right? Yes. And every day we affirm, and I'm gonna put up this positivity pledge because a lot of us, as positive as we are, we need to be a little more positive, right? Including myself. Yes. And I read this every day, and it says what? I shall no longer allow negative thoughts or feelings to drain me of my energy. Everything I focus on from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep is what I want, and what I don't want, I don't pay attention to. Right? Stop talking about the quitters. Right? I love the quitters. They left me the team I have today. Right? I love quitters. Right? But they were here.
person, but you still have to be a leader to know what to do with them. Right. right? That person might have filled out the IBA, but are you the leader to lead that person? Right? To drain you of your energy. Instead, I shall focus on all the good that is in my life. We have so much good. We are so grateful to God that we are standing here. Yeah. That this company allows us to speak about our team and our opportunity. Because we haven't even scratched a scratch. Oh. We have brand new IBAs right now. We November, when it was time, November 1st, I had a conversation with my coach, Francis. And she said, listen, you're playing at 1% of your potential. Wow. And I said, coach, you're right. I've got to get better. And we went to recruiting, and that's all we're going to do. By next year, January, our base shop will be recruiting 1,000 people a month. That's the vision she sold us. Right? I will think it, feel it, speak it. Right? Think, feel, do. Whatever you think about, you feel about, and that's what you do at the end of the day. Right? By doing so, I will send out vibes of positive energy into the world and I shall be grateful for all the wonderful things that will attract me. The bad things are happening to you because you're thinking about bad things. Right? You're thinking about all the people that quit, all the heartache and pain. All I'm thinking about is glory and Madison Square Garden. Awesome! Don't you just love her? She's so awesome. She hands it to you raw. I like it. Awesome, you guys. So, for 